Uh, two really exciting broadcasts. One coming up later this afternoon. We are recording this on Wednesday as Dukes and Bell will be at the Atlanta United training facility as the new regime sort of takes shape and uh, we'll have players and we'll have coaches and special guests on throughout the afternoon. And then Friday, the guys are out in their element, if I do say so myself, at bu- at the newest Buckhead Butcher Shop location. So you can expect plenty of meat, plenty of liquor, and plenty of good times. Oh. Uh, Mike, Bell, Mike Bell yelling about prime cuts. Yeah, hopefully not liquor, at least during the broadcast. I know we have a full bar there now, but... Our announcers are, or announcers, hosts are under instruction to not be consuming alcohol while they're on the air. So I just want to make that clear. Yes, but. of course, doing your brand managerial duties. I, to- <laughs> I totally understand. But Look, no, that, all- buckhead, that Buckhead Butcher Shop remote, that is going to be a lot of fun. Uh, and I hope, you know, as many of you who are listening to us will join us for that. They do have a new location. It's kind of in that old Andrew's upstairs area in Buckhead, uh, people who've lived in Atlanta for a little while know what I mean. Like that used to actually be the hardcore Buckhead party district. Well, now Buckhead Butcher Shop has moved into a building in that party district. And I want to tell you, I've been there a couple times. Th- this thing's amazing. I mean, it, it's like combining a grocery store with the Ritz, you know? So yeah. imagine like the meat counter being in the middle of this, um, you know, marble furnished, gold leafed uh, grocery story. I mean, it's just, it's absolutely incredible. But they've also set up uh, a, like a demo kitchen where they have a chef that'll teach people how to do certain things. And it's almost like a kitchen stadium in a way where uh, you can sit and watch. You can watch, um, like they have a two-way mirror above the the countertop where you can see the chef slicing and chopping and and uh you know sauteing and everything like that and then in the middle they have kind of like this large dining room with a full bar and i I think that's where we're going to be set up i'm not positive i think that's where we're going to be set up on um on friday really i mean if you want to have fun and see carl and mike in their element and i know you know from a radio station standpoint probably not too many sports talk radio stations in the country are going to do a broadcast from a meat market, but I think it does <laughs> make a lot of sense for us. Yes, uh, because all of it, from me all the way down to to you know everyone who works here, um, we all are really really passionate about grilling. We enjoy doing it. We live in an area where you can do it year round. Buckhead Butcher Shop's been a great friend of the radio station for a long time, so I'm really looking forward to that. You know the um, the Atlanta United thing. I look at it this way from a brand manager standpoint. We broadcast every day from Falcons training camp. Mm-hmm. We broadcast from Hawks training camp when they get their season started. Why wouldn't we do that for Atlanta United as well? And if they're uh, gracious enough to give us the access, where today, you know, Carl and Mike, they're going to be, if you've been to the training ground, you know where they're going to be. There's a balcony that kind of overlooks the practice field connected to the main building. They're going to be right on that balcony. And they're going to be able to watch every single minute of practice today, or as they say in soccer, training. They're going to get to watch every single minute. They're going to have Brad Guzan on with them. They're going to have Garth Lagerway, the new team president, on with them. They're going to have um, Gonzalo Pinedo on with them. And it just kind of makes sense because our first Atlanta United broadcast of the season is coming up Saturday at 2.30. That's right. Uh, Yeah, Atlanta United is playing up in Chattanooga. They're playing a friendly. So it just kind of makes sense to kick off 
what's going to be our seventh season, if you can believe that, of covering Atlanta United. Seven seasons, uh, I think. 17, 18, 19, 20, uh, yeah, seventh season. Um, That's why they pay you the big bucks. Yeah, counting. Uh, right. <laughs> the highest paid radio host in our industry for a very, very long time in our format was known very well for drinking Diet Cokes and just counting on the air. <laughs> you know so, what? <laughs> where's the ding? Drinking uh, so, <laughs> Diet Cokes or Coke Zeros and counting on the air can make you very rich. No, right. uh, so it just, I think it makes a lot of sense to kind of kickstart our coverage that way. You know this, Chris, because you see a lot of our download numbers. We really do have uh, a sizable um, fraction of our audience that is really, really um, very um, interested in our soccer content. They always mm-hmm. seek out. Uh, next to Dukes and Bell and Andy and Randy, our most downloaded daily element is off the woodwork. So I think a lot of this content will probably end up at Off the Woodwork. But the reason why we do so much soccer coverage, quite frankly, is because our audience demands it. So uh, if our audience is going to demand it, we're going to give it to them. And um, I'm looking forward to today. I think it's going to be a lot of fun out there. I really do appreciate the team giving us the access. And I hope that that kind of um, serves as a model of what we can do with every other team in Atlanta college pro like if if you give us the access we'll come out and we'll we'll make it big and we'll we'll tell your story and I'm I'm very grateful to Atlanta United they're going to let us do that today now we usually don't get into the X's and O's on this podcast but since you are the play-by-play voice of Atlanta United I do know there is a portion of the fan base that is wondering uh what type of shape the team is going to take this year a lot of transactions made during the offseason, obviously Joseph is no longer with the team. What's your uh, you know, mile-high view before we get started of where this team's at right now? Well, I don't think they're done bringing players in yet. Uh, like, for example, you mentioned Joseph's gone. Right now, they only have one center forward on the whole team, and it's Jackson Conway, who couldn't really stick with the first team last year. So, you know, we keep hearing that they have at least three more players that they're going to bring in. The transfer window is still open. So they have time, but right now, um, I mean, you could probably make a pretty educated guess at what their first choice 11 is going to be. And it's frankly not going to look all that dissimilar from last year. Um, Miles Robinson will be back. Hopefully he stays healthy. Brad Guzan will be back. Hopefully he stays healthy. So I think your back line's probably secure. I think they probably play in a four, three, three, like they've been doing under Pineda. Um, you know, Caleb Wiley, Miles Robinson, Juanjo Parata, Brooks Lennon. That's probably your back line. Um, Ozzy Alonzo is back as well. So he and he'll be, I think, your your holding midfielder from the jump because Santiago Sosa is going to start the season suspended for a couple games. Uh, but I think eventually that's going to be Sosa's role to, to walk into. And again, you just hope that he stays healthy. Um, you know, and then you'll have uh, Tiago Almada in there. You'll have Derek Etienne, who I think is going to be really good. Luis Arruju is going to be in there. Uh, you don't know who the center forward necessarily is going to be, but uh, Mateus Ozetsu will be in that midfield with with um, Almada. Uh, I, so the the concern I have is just depth. Like I, it, it kind of reminds me a little bit of the Hawks. Like 
their their starting group should be okay. But if anyone goes down, they're going to have some trouble, I think. And, you know, what they, they really have to do right now, what they're doing is I think they've identified players that, uh, you know, have been very, very expensive for them and maybe have not quite performed to the um, – you know, level of their expense, and they're trying to move on from those players and create a lot of room to bring in new players like a Derek Etienne. So, um, I know that long story short, I know that's a, a long answer. I'm sorry, Chris. I think they have a lot of work still to do, and this is not atypical for a preseason. I mean, last year Atlanta United opened their preseason in Athens, Georgia, uh, against Georgia Revolution, which was a, a fourth tier team on the U.S. soccer right. tier, and I want to say maybe five of the players who started in that game were actually the starters week one against Sporting Kansas City. So um, none of this is unusual uh, in the way that MLS teams have to build. Um, well, that's why I asked you, because you're the man in the know. So don't think of it as a long answer. That was a very detailed answer that you're not going to find anywhere else other than the off-air podcast about the state of one of the most popular teams in the city. So that's, that's good stuff.